0: I almost feel sad that I didn't record a goodbye podcast or audio something into the old gizmo, and oh, that a know, nice
1: little farewell. Yeah, so
0: yeah, it served me well. You know, it was I was the one that I had for the most part. And then he could, you know, just sh- segue right into the right new into one. the new one. Yes, exactly. Um, welcome to wherever you are, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Ryan McNeil in uh, Toronto, Canada, and you are listening to episode 155 of the Matt the movie loving podcast and your movie loving blog. TheMatinee.ca. you your home for cinematic passion and perspective. This is what I was, about, I was about to
1: prompt you there. What, how say. it all
0: goes? It's all in there somewhere. You know, this <laughs> is what happens when I'm not going off of notes. We're doing something different tonight, um, as you can obviously tell already. Um, we are going to record um, right off the scene, like we are minutes, Minute, yeah, minutes, minutes out. out of our theater. Like we literally walked downstairs and walked right next door into the bar. How convenient is that? And decided to sit down and talk about what we've just seen. The um, beer's
1: not even in our. I hands know,
0: yet. right? Um, my guest, who you can hear already, um, has been on the show several times and is here today actually because this whole episode was his idea, and uh, we'll get to that. Uh, in in a moment or two, but my my guest uh, is a longtime friend of the show, um, the proprietor of Eternal Sunshine and the Logical Mind. Bob Turnbull is here again. How are you, buddy? I am very well, sir. You're you're, you're becoming a regular now.
2: I'm making it feel you know, you know, like it's like an occurrence
0: or so. Yeah. Or so you yeah. Know? yeah, you're almost staff. <laughs> Just put me in
2: the
1: blog somewhere. Just a little little footnote somewhere,
0: something like that. Um, we are going to be talking about superman versus batman the dawn of justice in just a moment um but kind of like what we did with uh, the last episode with jess rogers um where, which was much more like this where it was kind of on the fly although that time i had notes um <laughs> notes notes um i just wanted to start actually with asking you so part of the part of the way that i got you to this movie because you had no, no interest in doing no this, interest i actually bribed your ass with VIP tickets, so the, the the major, the only chain in Canada, but the major chain in Canada over the last few years has been launching these VIP cinemas, and the ticket is, uh, it's about 50%, it's about a buck and a half, versus, you know, it's about 50% more uh, than it is ordinarily, the seats are recliners, the food and alcohol uh, is served right to your seat. Yep. Um, how, so this was this is my like, I think my third experience in a VIP, maybe my second experience in a proper VIP. Uh, what, what do you think of this whole idea, this approach to movie going?
1: Um, I have to say I mostly enjoyed it. Uh, the seats are comfortable, there's enough room between front and back, they recline nice and smoothly. Yeah. It was nice having a beer during the movie. Um, do I need it? What I typically pay that extra for? Probably not. Um, there is something to be said for being a little bit more packed in and getting a fuller experience in-house. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm, I'm sort of torn on that because once you've got those 3D glasses on and this was another 3D movie, to me that that already changes the experiences a bit. Okay. Uh, I'm not a big fan of it. I'm not you know totally anti, but I, I just it takes me out of the movie somewhat okay. that happened with Mad Max didn't happen as much here but a, a little bit okay. um, so it, it's hard for me to really really decide on pro/con. but I did really enjoy it and again thank you sir my um, like previous VIP experience was not as good. This was a smaller theater. We talked yeah. about the screen wasn't good either. This was actually fairly impressive.
0: Yeah, these are these are full size cinemas. That's that's the thing is that the the original VIP cinemas in Toronto here um, were small screening rooms. Like I believe, if you got. 40 people into those rooms. You had them stacked in there like dominoes. And yeah, probably less, uh, yeah. yeah. So these now, the the chain has decided to launch these larger cinemas. They're full-size cinemas. There's less rows. I think there's about 12 rows uh, top. I mean, like, maybe eight or nine seats per row. Yeah, well, we were so, in yeah. 13 and 14. So like, you know, oh, so right, they're, right, right, they're, yeah. they're right about a dozen seats across. And it's funny, though, that you mention missing not being stacked in like sardines. Like a lot of people are claustrophobic, and a lot of people don't want to be crammed in there. Like hell, I mean, you know, when I'm when I'm coming home at night and I see a subway that's crammed a little too tight, I'm like, I'm gonna let this one go by.
1: Uh, I hear you, and I, it's not it's not so much so, that I miss it, but I think for a movie especially like this, you want where the there contact? is that kind of um, excitement there, uh, and there are people that are really invested in it. Yeah you want a little bit more of that vibe happening. And yeah. there were some people who clapped and hooted a few times in the movie,
0: but it was a little removed.
2: You know, yeah. It was a
1: little, not echoey, but you know what I mean, right?
2: I'm,
0: um, I'm on the fence. I like. I, don't get me wrong. I think it's very nice. I think it's it's a great way to enjoy a movie. Uh, you know, if I was going with, especially if I was going to see something special. Um, I, I, as a for instance, like, I really look forward to seeing the next Scorsese movie, kind of like that. Yeah, no, that'd, you know, that'd be like, a kind of place If one of my favorite directors yeah. drops yeah. a new movie, that's kind of the way I'd kind of like to go, especially one that it's not a fan property. Like, you know, if I'm going to see, I think Spielberg next is doing another Indiana Jones. I'm not going to see an Indiana Jones like that. No. Um, I didn't even really want to see Superman like that. It's just, you know, that was the only way I could get you there. Thank um, you. But if I was seeing something prestige, I would want to see it kind of like a little bit more lush. However, that said, um, there's a cost investment that I don't entirely agree with. Like part of the reason, I don't know about you, but part of the reason why I see as many movies as I do is because all things considered, they're cheap. Mm-hmm. We go, like we live in a city where it's actually kind of expensive. An average ticket in Toronto is, is like $11. Um, you can get 13 14 15 without breaking a sweat. These guys, the stick the the ticker sticker price was nineteen. I actually got these on like on like rewards points. So I'm not dead certain, but I believe they go from nineteen all the way up to twenty-five. That was without yeah. Wow. That was without we, uh, we that's
1: that's not a twenty-five dollar experience.
0: No. Well we got you know, we got beer while we were yeah. there.
1: But it wasn't free. No, it wasn't free. <laughs>
0: no no, no yeah, exactly like we yeah. so so now we're into like, you know, now we're getting, now we're creeping up towards theater. Territory, you know, twenty something dollars for the ticket, another ten bucks for the beer. This is like baseball game territory here. And I've always been thinking along those lines once we had not
1: the IMAX, but the the, the special sound, the 3D. Yeah, like the, And I've never really felt the need to pay the extra money for those things. It's cool, but once I'm you know the D box about- and all this, like, yeah, that's Fine. Yeah. But I like my ten dollar movie. Just yeah. going and sit in the seat and experiencing it. Yeah. Well um, but here's I do like the comfy seats though. Uh, nice yeah,
0: the, the recliners are very, very nice, especially, yeah. especially in a long movie. Um I can't, I can't Which wait this was I can't wait to see Dust Bullets in, <laughs> in, in, in one of these screens. Um, but here's my thing is there was a young man in front of us who flashed his phone. He did a few times. There was a, another young man seated several rows behind us. Who was a little too giddy? Who got on my nerves? Or <laughs> oh man! During the Ninja Turtles trailer. Oh he was my giddy. god! I thought we were in for a. Re- <laughs> he's actually. I. I he, he's actually better behaved than I thought he would be. Yeah. That's a lot more money on the line to trust to the behavior of strangers. Yeah. Because yeah. then, and, and that is my qualm with that much more money to see a movie. Do me wrong. If it, if it was just our friends in this room. Absolutely. If it's my birthday and I got to rent out the whole thing... You trust our friends? Are you insane? I, some of them. Uh, a lot of them. Um, but if, if we just got to rent out the whole theater, yeah, okay, sure. But when we're trying to trust the public who have started to ignore mm-hmm. the social contract more and more, I feel like I'm risking a lot more. And that, like, that to me, is the biggest thing. It's, it's not that I'm risking it on a movie that may be good or bad. Right? Because that, to me... Again, well,
1: that's that's always kind of a crop shoot. Yeah, I I, I don't mind that. Yeah, and you've already probably put some thought into it. Well,
0: I have, but I don't mind. Like, okay, if if I go see Ninja Turtles, if somebody talks me to seeing Ninja Turtles because I owe them a favor or whatever, I've lost two hours and I've lost fifteen bucks. Mm -hmm. I can lose fifteen bucks, you know, in the laundry. Losing twenty, or with the beer, losing thirty. Now I'm a little bit more. You know, yeah, yeah. a little bit more skittish. But
1: at the same time, the people going into that theater are gonna be in the same mindset. So maybe. Hopefully, maybe hopefully they are there to really see the movie. But like you said, we had one dude check on his phone. Yeah. Uh only only once or twice. So he wasn't hands on the whole time. Mercifully. But I but I was kinda of surprised like really even yeah. here?
0: Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, yeah. Even there.
1: Yeah. That's never been I, I guess I've lucked out. It's never been a huge issue for me, but I usually do see, you know, the phones here and there, even at tip, which drives me crazy, at a film festival. Really, you're gonna do that? Yeah. Um, at live theater, at, at oh, like, it's yeah, just that, it's that it's, insane, yeah. it's
0: it's something that
1: so you can't necessarily totally get away from it. No. But, but you are right. If you're gonna be spending more and more money, you really want that full experience. I
0: actually, I almost, it. I almost want an usher. I like, I almost want an usher in the room that I could be like, uh, garçon, uh, <laughs> row five, you know. Um so it's it's don't get me wrong. I think that's my take on it now. This is my as I said, my second or third VIP. It's really nice. Um, it's not gonna be my go to if I can't afford it. Um, you know, even if even if it was if it was yeah, sure, if it was free. Maybe it'd be, it'd be nice to sit in. I was thinking it actually,
1: was, It's funny you mentioned Scorsese. So I was thinking like the next P. T. Anderson movie. I think um, I, said, I think the people who go will be fully infested, You get involved in it. It likely won't be three D. Thank yeah. you, P. T. Uh, yeah, that would be great. Really it's nice a to
0: different. It's there. a different experience. Like I, you know, it, it's it's trying to take film going to a luxury level. Which props to them. Like, you know, it, it, you're going to try and get a different kind of audience. That's, I think that's the thing. This is more of a kind of people who see maybe four movies a year. It's certainly not for us.
1: Yeah. It, it, it's funny, even when they started coming out with uh, the pre-selected seats, which I totally get. It mm. is a nice thing. Even That, that I love. Even then I started going like, oh. Th- this is different. This is like buying a concert ticket months or weeks in advance. No, I want to go to a movie like, oh, yeah, it's starting in an hour. I'm just going to and, go and, you know... And that's, you know, due to, I guess, the way that he used to go to movies with kids and his teenagers and even the recent past. So I'm getting my head around that now, but I don't really want to have to plan weeks ahead to go see a movie. Well, see, where I, I like that, though, that, where I like that,
0: though, is for a fan movie, so I guess the next the next when one is I for like Star Wars, Wars or something like that yeah. yes I know I get that. that I can show up to the movie five minutes ahead of time which oddly enough for Star Wars I did and I know there's my seat it's where I want to sit wait wait you showed up to the movie five minutes before I, I it was That's not
2: unheard
0: of it was of. not my fault <laughs> I was well planned it was not up to me that is another story for another day So, we saw Superman vs. Batman, The Dawn of Justice. This is Warner Brothers, DC Comics, really in earnest launching into the comic book universe um, method of film. Uh, it's directed by Zack Snyder, it's written by David Goer and somebody else who I did not catch and do not know off the top of my head. Uh, it is starring um, Henry Cavill as uh, the Man of Steel. It stars Ben Affleck as Batman, Bruce Wayne. Gal Gadot shows up as Diana Prince Wonder Woman. Uh, we have Jesse Eisenberg in this movie. We have Holly Hunter in this movie. Diane Lane is back in this movie. And several other miscellaneous... Amy Adams. Amy Adams, of course, as Lois Lane. Thank yeah. you, Laura Fishburne, Gary White. And all sorts of other mis- miscellaneous little people who they show up oh, the They are pulling everybody into the superhero universe. Well, it's, it's going to be like... It's it's just going to be one of those things, which we'll get to. Now, uh, so this movie, Batman witnessed the events of Man of Steel, specifically the destruction of Metropolis. He's really unhappy. He thinks that he needs to keep Superman in check, and he basically takes that on as a mission. Uh, so too does Lex Luthor, who thinks that industrialists should be able to also keep superheroes in check, and is and is it's their job as well. And uh, Superman's just having none of it. He just wants to keep to himself and do things his way, and believe that he's right. Um, and. Polarity ensues.
1: So, (laughs) there are many guffaws throughout
0: the movie. Yeah. So I want to start. Okay. So I want. I usually start with a question. I was gonna
1: say, where the hell are my questions?
0: Well, okay. So here's the beginning. Well, here's the beginning question: Is I actually did not want to do a podcast about Dawn of Justice. I don't even know how I'm going to be able. I well, parts of me know how I'm going to write about Dawn of Justice, but it's not. It's going to be what it was with Man of Steel, where it's not a full review with a rating. And that is because I am deeply, deeply a rigged jury, uh, and and I told you as much uh, several weeks ago when we gathered to to, to drink and and, and you were
1: proving it with your Superman yes t-shirt I, t- I, I took
0: a picture right with, my, little, with my little figurine you yep. know I got a little Superman little Superman Tony took a picture right before the thing
1: so and the very faded Superman t-shirt by the way too so that's that's it's, been it's well
0: it really this well is the worn. style now they call it distressed. You know, this is not old. Oh, that, is that what the
1: kids that were? Yeah, <laughs> I,
0: I wish I could say that this was vintage. It's not. It's just distressed. But you said that I absolutely should write absolutely. about it. I absolutely should talk about it. And I, I I do remember you telling me why, although then I consumed a lot of alcohol. <laughs> so I have forgotten why. So why do you think... Now, I'm not getting paid for any of this. Like, this is all being done for the love of the game. Don't get me wrong. I'd love to get paid for this. So few of us are. If I was paid for it, I absolutely, I couldn't sidestep it. I'd have to review it on merits. I'd have to give it ratings and whatnot. Aside from that, why did you why did you think I should talk about it and I should write about it? Please. The best film
1: quote-unquote reviews, the best film writing, is when it comes from a place of uh, what it means to the writer. Okay. Whether it's passion, whether it's hatred, there's something that just comes from the person. They're invested in the movie. That's the best film writing. One, it's kind of like, let me tell you about the movie, here's the plot, here's the actors, here's my two and a half star review. We've all read those, we've all written those, and yep. they're fine, they serve a purpose, but it's not, um, it's not writing to me. I wanna read what you're <laughs> gonna say about this movie, whether I agree with it or not. I mean, some of the best film writing, I completely disagree with, but it makes me think about it. It makes me look at it differently. You know, a, a, a terrible review of Magnolia, a movie that I love, who is fascinating to me because it, it takes it in a totally different way. And I come at Magnolia in a very different way. And we're going to come at this movie in a very different way. Yeah. So you have to write about this. Now, the one thing you did point out is that you can't do a normal review. And that, I'm fine with. I don't really care to hear what your star rating is on this. I want to read what you felt. Your thoughts about the movie. Okay. I, I, I just want to read what you're gonna write about. Um, See, another thing too, just just yeah, extend yeah. that is, uh, I told somebody years ago that I can't write about Eternal Sunshine because it's so close to me, and and he he looked at me and said, no, you have to write about it. I still haven't, okay, uh, but I still plan to. But I and I said I can't be objective about it, and he almost threw something at me. He's like, why would you want to be objective about that? And he's right you need to bring your subjectivity into your
0: film right which I do in general and I, I, I think you do absolutely. I and I, you know I, I kind of hope that that's why people tune into this kind of thing and why people would click over to my site for the you know half dozen times a day people click over to my site in <laughs> total um, but this is the problem I think with with me attacking a movie like this it's not so there there are there are certain touchstones like this in my in my life um you know the music of youtube uh the writing of nick hornby superman uh, the boston red sox the toronto blue jays because i i I, i'm a rigged deck i feel that that's not fair to anybody who's reading because one of two things is going to happen either I'm coming in with baggage of what I expect Superman to be and what he is to me and what I expect this story to be and I'm disappointed by that in which case it's not fair because I came in with my own expectations or I'm propping it up because Superman means this much to me and I know these stories and I have my own relationship with it Either one, I think, is is just, it's so slanted that I can't possibly approach it. It's, you know, don't get me wrong, I could do this with damn near any other character and damn near any other property, but I've just basically thrown my hands up where Superman is concerned and said, this is my character, this is my totem, Mm -hmm. I just need to kind of sidestep it.
1: Yeah, I get that. And I like the way you also kind of talked about other things that you also feel that way about because I I've, I've got my own the music of Rush. Yeah, you know, the documentary about Rush. How do I write about that? I can't. Well make so that about okay, that. there's but, one of those things but, is that But that's fine because I can still uh, bring uh, bring out I think how it makes me feel. How sure. um all the was... music mean what it means to me, what what the film can say about that and how if you don't care about that uh, let me try and explain to you what it means to me, and I won't change your mind necessarily, but
0: maybe it'll make you think about it. So, I, with that in mind, like I will approach the writing with that, uh, and, and I do have thoughts. Like uh, there, there were a lot of thoughts that were inspired by what I saw that have very little to do with what's happening on screen. So I can guarantee you in a few days, you know, as, as of posting this yesterday, that's what you would have read in, in the piece that I, that I posted. As long as you put context around it though, right?
1: Yeah. I mean, and, and I think that's the thing about a piece of film writing is that you're gonna put it in the context of your own subjectivity, your own life experience, your own feelings about that yeah that's gonna make it an interesting thing to read yeah now will it convince somebody to go see the movie or whether they're gonna like it or not maybe not maybe not but thank you but i'd like to think they're gonna read that and go cool i wonder what else this guy wrote
0: so with all of that said (laughs) robert turnbull Mm. how'd you like the movie okay so i'll give you
1: some context so coming in um I, I had absolutely no interest in seeing this movie. I'm not a big superhero movie fan. I don't hate them. I just eh I like the first the Avengers. The second one was okay. I've seen the first Iron Man, a Spider-Man here or there. Just not a huge fan of them because okay. there seems to be a very standard kind of walk through those films. Backstory, you know, the big monster and the big finish kind of thing. Even even uh, Deadpool, which I did actually enjoy earlier this year because it was funny and, you know... Different take. Ryan's funny. Even part of that movie is like, oh, okay, here's the standard superhero movie thing in the big fight, and it's filmed in a certain way, and I find that a little boring after a while. Mm-hmm. So I just didn't really care coming into this. So okay. expectations very, very low. So that always helps. <laughs> um, mixed emotions coming out of it, but I gotta say... I kind of enjoyed it.
0: Okay. And... Which has nothing to do with the fact that it was free.
1: No, it, it, okay. has, it has nothing <laughs> to do with
0: that. It probably adds
1: a little, a little charity bit, on but top. Yeah. but even if I'm paid for it, that'd be fine. And I have no investment in Zack Snyder either. Really enjoyed his Dawn of the Dead version, to be honest. Yeah, me too. Um, tried watching Watchmen twice and can't get more than 15 minutes in without being totally disengaged from everything. Oh, I still I will, love that I, movie. I will try again, but I just haven't been able to. And part of that was just the way he just threw so much at it. It was like, I don't really care what's going on. There were times in this movie where I felt something like that. He really, boom, bam, boom, bam, boom, switches over to this, now this, now... Oh. Good thing I had a little bit of background. Otherwise, like, who the hell is that? Why is this <laughs> happening? He did enough of the movie where I sat back at times and like, I'm not sure what's happening, but I'm just going to... I'm gonna trust him a bit that it'll reveal itself. I never fully trusted him because I think it is a little messy okay so it's a lot messy in, in many places but in the end I'm not sure that's that's terrible. I, I think he actually uh, managed to bring that comic book feel the 3d added something to that to be honest that I It reminded me of flipping through those comics when I was a kid. Yeah, and you know I I don't have a lot of investment in a lot of the newer stuff like Suicide Squad and all that. I I never got into that because that was later. But the standard Superman, Batman, DC classics—I've read those, and it did it did bring me back a bit. So overall, yeah, I enjoyed it. But there's
2: stuff to pull apart. Oh God, yeah.
0: So here's where I came into this movie. So first of all. Uh, I'm a comic book nerd. Um, I, I hid that for a long time. Uh, Embrace it,
1: man.
2: Embrace oh, it. Oh
0: no! Like I mean, like I was living with Lindsay for like a solid year and a half before <laughs> that cropped up, and uh, it was kind of funny because we were sitting we were sitting at a comic uh, sitting at a dinner table, and she said, "Yeah, Ryan's turned into a comic book nerd recently," and Shane was like, "Recently, like since he was six? Um, <laughs> it was just one of those things, right? It lay dormant for a while, and now it's kind of taken on its own little life. I'm a DC guy, right? I, I read Marvel, I like Marvel, I like all the independents, I like that kind of thing, but... Ah, but, uh, but your heart's with DC. My heart is with DC. Ah, oh, alright. Okay, I, I, I prefer to read about gods, I don't really want to hear about average people who have their own shit going on, okay? It's it's cool and it's nice, but at the end of the day, it's still only telling one story. So this is, this is my beat. However, um, because Warner is under no pressure... Uh, to do whatever they want to do because they own DC. So it's not like Marvel, it's not like Fox, it's not like Sony, where if they screw up one of these properties enough times, they run the risk of losing them. Right, right, right. Uh, DC is going nowhere. So they can mothball Wonder Woman as long as they want to because they know that if anybody's going to make a movie about her, it's them. They They took their sweet ass time getting into this kind of game. And because of that... The backlash grew the animosity grew the hate grew so coming into this movie i swear to god i was the only person who had even moderate interest in this movie it feels like since since man of steel and certainly since this movie was announced that it has just been nothing but knives out for this whole thing so that's kind of rigged the whole reaction is i was just like saying you know the more everybody yells about this movie and the more they dig in and they hate it the more prepared i am to actually really like it
1: okay, okay sure, i didn't i didn't realize some of that context but oh, yeah. but i guess there's a lot of background there there's man of steel which i haven't seen which you know had mixed at best kind of reactions yeah. there's batman coming off of nolan with the last one having mixed reactions yeah there's Zack snyder Lot of its reactions. reactions, and yeah. then the other background you said about DC and taking their sweet ass time. Yeah, although on TV they're doing very well. My own wife is a big fan of many of oh yeah the, the TV shows that are going on right now.
0: Yeah, it's it's incredible. It's it's actually it's it's kind of it's it's weird on TV. The tables are almost turned. Mm-hmm. If you if mm-hmm. especially if you take the Netflix component out of it, if you just go with broadcast and compare the ABC shows with the with the CW shows, DC is like running circles around Marvel on TV. In the movies, they're like they're really playing catch up. So, all of that said, I enjoyed myself in this movie. Uh, I, I I can cert- I I can see the flaws for sure because God knows there's lots of them. But this is more or less what I expected, and it gave me so much in the first two acts that it carried its last act, where basically all hell goes loose. Yeah, I would tend to agree with you
1: actually, um, which is kind of a shame. I was hoping we get to like a fist of cups or something. Sure. Well, I, we'll yeah, there. I'm hoping. Um, but yeah, I, I would agree with you that the the initial past the first half of the movie, I was waiting for it to go to hell because, you know, we all hear the little bits and pieces of you know early reviews. It's like okay, it's a mess and it really kind of breaks apart. It it sort of held together longer than I expected, with its own issues throughout that, but it kept me engaged. It actually kept me engaged. And I thought um, knowing Snyder and knowing not really having that much invested that I'd be yeah, half an hour and go, yeah, that was kinda of cool scene and then kinda of tuning out. And I didn't. And I have to give them credit. The the script itself, the dialogue, we could talk about that. That's another issue. That's not exactly. Well, okay, so <laughs> sparkling. It's,
0: it's not trying. here's the thing, it's not <coughs> trying. <laughs> No, be, no, no, no! It's, tri- it's, it's not trying to be grounded like that. That's the thing is everybody talks about. Oh, this movie is so this superhero movie is so grounded, so relatable, it's so tangible. I'm like, we're no, no, talking no. about a world where people fly. You know, we're talking about a world it's, where
1: it's more the speaking and the cliches that kind of drives me a little nuts.
0: Sure, but again, that's a comic book. Right? Fair enough. Fair
1: enough. But when you have people speaking to each other and using those cliches, it just Especially when they are kind of people where you're, you're invested somewhat in the story, and they're like, oh, good, I want to like these characters, and they'll say, I'm trying to think of one of the many, many cliche lines that came out. Um, Do you
0: bleed? You will. God yeah, You know, gods yeah. don't, gods don't, gods power. power is innocent, uh, you know, basically everything that comes out of what's Luther's mouth. Yeah. You know, well, which most hold on of the though. characters. I got I to admit, that was the surprise of the movie is how much fun jesse eisenberg was having with this thing because a lot of the times these movies come down to their villains right it's, it's marvel's biggest obstacle is they haven't been able to come up with a villain who's half as interesting as loki and and they keep trying but they keep missing lex luther in this movie is having a great old time in a way that i have never seen on screen I, yeah, I, I see
1: what they're going for, and I, I partially agree with you. I I'm not sure Eisenberg was the right
0: guy. I f- thought Eisenberg for it. was absolutely the right guy for it because he's playing this startup.com. I, I'm, like I'm, startup dot. I'm, I'm fine. Weasel. I'm fine with the
1: Weasleyness I'm fine with him going over the top. I, I I just don't think he went far enough. I think he was really? kind of focusing on some of the little quirks. Were you not listening at the them. end
0: of that movie? Because oh, I was. <laughs> I
1: was. I, I just wanted a little bit more. I know, silliness. I, I I guess I kept flashing back to Gene Hackman. No, no. And and I kind of wanted a just, bit of that. No, but, but, he was, but he was just doing but, a clown,
0: right? And the and when Spacey did it, he was doing it's a clown with thing. a little bit more darkness. But that's the thing. I, I don't want need Spacey. I wanted a straight up twitchy young weasel. Is is how you know is how I see it. Well, well then then you got it. I, I guess, got it. What you wanted. Yeah, I did. I. I enjoyed the first two thirds of this movie where they go on and on about the moral responsibility of Superman and it's all it's all informed you didn't see it, it's all informed by Man of Steel. Because everybody's qualm about Man of Steel was the amount of destruction that happens at the end of that movie. The first like five minutes of this movie, it's like thirty whole minutes at the end of Man of Steel. On and on and on. Yeah, exactly. Holy crap. Yeah. Which is exactly, that first five minutes of this
1: movie? There's a smidge of destruction.
0: But that's there the whole is thing. Is it, the, the, this several is, smidges. You know, yes. this is why I say this is not real, is because that is what would happen mm-hmm. if you have people who are, you know, called Man of Steel getting smacked around in a city. And especially if they're new on the job, as Superman is in Man of Steel. It's like, you know, he's just started becoming a hero. Um the whole first two-thirds of this movie are about the morality of superman and what he owes and what he should have to answer for and that's what we've been yelling at that's what movie fans have been yelling about for two years and that's what a lot of age of ultron was trying to skewer with oh get all the civilians out of the way and get you and get as much we we can't have any kind of damage and then they go and drop a city out of the sky. Exactly yeah. Minor spoilers for a two year old movie. <laughs> and it's what they're gonna you know, it's it's what they're gonna do next in civil war. This whole thing, it takes a long, hard look at it and it shows what it will do to a morally compromised person like Lex. it shows what it'll do to a really convinced he's right hero like Bruce Wayne, and, you know, how it, even just how it weighs on Superman, and I thought all of that was really interesting in execution and in concept. I
1: would tend to agree with you for the most part, actually. I There were moments, especially some of the, the religious kind of symbolism, some of the, you know, God help us all, and I, I think the president even at one point over the phone says, uh, I forget May the God actual line. Us May something. God forgive yeah. us. Where I had to roll the eyes pretty hard on that one, um, but I d- I did like the fact that they did raise those questions. They even tied it back to just some of the general problems we have in society right now. Mm-hmm. And the I, I forget the exact line at some point in the movie is like, we cannot all stand together as we are right now, as yeah. a species. And then it comes back to no, man is good. So I, I, I do like the fact that they came back at that no we can we can do that but we yeah we're in a bit of a quandary right now in many many quarters and so are these characters so I think it handled that that well I think it was just the dialogue itself for me it doesn't have to be sparkling with you know, woody banter all <laughs> the thing, time yeah. and, and there's a couple of good lines in here did you is she with you I thought you brought her yeah I thought that was that was good. But there's a few moments that like I'm like, you have to be able to do better than that. It suddenly got very bright in here.
0: <laughs> I still have beverage in my glass. As do oh, I, man. so
1: so we're not moving. Yeah. Um, so that was that was one of my major qualms was the dialogue and um, Yeah. Well, so before we get into the other major qualm, which is the last third of the movie. Yeah. As, as we pause, um, what else about that first two thirds grab you? Maybe we can talk about some of the some of the acting, some of the the actors in the film, and how you you thought they handled those roles.
0: Well, so this is we got a new Batman in this movie. We've got uh, we've got Affleck as, as Bruce and. There's been a lot of questions about how Affleck would do as Bruce, and he spends most of this movie as Bruce, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, this like Batman is actually really, really sidelined for a lot of this movie. It's actually really Superman versus Lex Luthor, Don, or Justice for a lot of a lot part of this movie. And I liked his whole approach to this movie. I've always said that Batman is a spoiled brat and he's an entitled orphan with poise. and I thought that Affleck. Wore that really well. He's he's playing an, a slightly older Batman, like Affleck himself is in his early forties. They grade him up a little bit so yeah, that he yep, looks more did, yeah. mid to late forties, and he's still angry. He he had collateral damage and in that kind of thing. And I thought Affleck really wore that very very well. Um, it's 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 a crazy thing is that. Bruce Wayne basically just sits around and brews; it's his thing, right? But there was a lot of moments where he either had to go toe to toe with Alfred over uh, Jeremy Irons, by the way. Yes. Hi, buddy. Thank you yeah. for showing up. show. I was going to say,
1: so nice to see yes. him again.
0: So he had to go toe to toe with Alfred over what was right and what was responsible and what his, you know, role in all this was, or he had to go toe to toe with somebody like somebody like Clark Kent. Or even Diana Prince at one moment about, you know, who he is and how he how he should be attacking all this. I liked Affleck as Bruce Wayne. I, I did too,
1: actually. I, I totally agree with you on that one. I thought, I thought that was going to be one of the issues with the movies. No offense to Affleck. He was great in Gone Girl. But I thought, ah, I, I wasn't seeing him as Batman or as Bruce Wayne. Now I do. I, I was actually very happy with that. Yeah. Um, Cavill, I think, is, eh, he's fine. He's just a face... Uh, well, th- there's no issues with it. but I don't think he wholesome brought wholesome.
0: Well, like that, that's yeah. that's my thing with with Superman.
1: Not sure he brought much to Superman, but I'm not sure the way they framed that there was much to bring well,
0: the way they framed him in no, the movie I, I, no no the, the way they used in this in the movie. movie yeah no in exactly. the, within the story I'm sure you could have done a lot more oh sure they chose not to
1: exactly that, that's that's kind of my
0: point yeah yeah. Um, um, Cabo with Superman like, I've been fine with him as Superman really he's got the look He's you know, he looks like a like oh he's a got the look corn oh, fed sure. boy scout um, he works he's, he's not exactly going to pack him in uh, and once he's done doing Superman movies I don't think he's going to have a very long career uh, but he gets the job done. Um, again, as a fan, I I'd go see him. Um, yeah, the first the first half of this movie, like, I was really all about Jesse Eisenberg. You know, every t- time, like, okay, all his little twitchiness, all his weird jokes, and, and, and I like Eisenberg for the most part. Yeah, um, so I have
1: nothing against him. I just, uh, I don't know, there was a few too many little twitches there yeah. for for my liking. Um, no, and if you're gonna do that, I kind of want him to go like even past the end, but.
0: Now, we're not going to get specific, but the big qualms of this movie, and I think we're at law... Lo- okay, so I, I can think of two places where this movie loses people, and holy shit, has this movie lost people. Like, this thing is getting clobbered uh, critically, which, it's a mess. Let's, let's be fair. This movie is messy, and I wouldn't unqualifiedly say, go see this movie. I would have to kind of put out some feelers and say, yep, what are you are you looking to do this? Are you looking to, Are you a Marvel guy? Are you a DC guy? Are you... Marvel Girl DC Girl What are you It's not Terrible It's not even Really bad It's not great The the two biggest Messes are One Just pure and simple It needs an edit
1: Oh it could be Trim Okay Oh. There are weird Dream sequences
0: There is A lot of length There's a lot of Bloat to it Which you know This could This should have been Like the director's cut Okay There's stuff that We've seen before That we don't really Need to revisit One two has tend to happen with these movies the smackdown at the end of the film is very long it's a full half hour at least because oh, first boy first soups was... and bats need to settle their shit yeah. yep and then something else happens and everybody needs to get on the same page as I referred to
1: earlier on that's when it became the superhero movie that I find rather dull at some point it's like boom boom crash 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 okay I know how it's going to end can we just get there and there were elements of it that, okay, that was fairly well done. Oh, that was kind of exciting, but it dragged. It really, really, really dragged.
0: It did, and that is the problem with all with all of these movies. Is don't get me wrong. There needs to be. I, I like a big smackdown because if you're going to build to this hero versus this villain or these heroes versus, I, I you know, I don't want them just to sit around and talk it out. You know, that is the moral thing to do, absolutely. That is the way to solve our problems. But I can get that in a P.T. Anderson movie. I can get that in Carol. I don't want that out of my superheroes. I want to see them. Not only that, but now that we have the technology, to use the phrase, I want to see it as it would be in the comics. I don't want what Christopher Reeve and Dolph Lundgren did (laughs) when they were punching and flying back on wires and that kind of thing. I want the gravity. I want the destruction because in this world that we are slipping into, this is what we are saying would happen. I don't necessarily need it for 35 minutes.
1: Right. But I want to see some of it. So so two things. A okay. things from, from your last few comments there. One is the talking it out piece. I, I agree with you. Um, as much as sometimes you're like, oh come on, just just solve this. The that final Superman Batman battle, and we we'll, won't we'll get too specific. It's yet again one of those where if you just say something for ten seconds, you clear everything up. But you don't, and it becomes this whole drawn out thing. Listen, I and really thi- I
0: really think, without spoiling could anything have handled that without spoiling anything, I bad. really think that it is not so subtle a comment that everybody gets on the same page when the woman enters the equation. Okay? <laughs> when she said, when she yeah. steps into it no. all and they have their little was she with you? No, she was with you, and then they all move in the same direction. I'm like, you know, I think we're trying to say something here. Yeah.
1: That, but that also happens towards the end of that fight when the other main female comes in and, and says a single line and suddenly it's all resolved and everybody's on the same page as well that could have happened so much earlier and this doesn't have to be grounded in reality and that's reality. why
0: Batman's a dick
1: <laughs> and that's and that's fine that's fine but even given this universe and this world and that's all I ask that you stay reasonably consistent once you set up your world I just thought, I was like, oh, come on. He had him. He could have said something that could have at least made him pause, said something else and said, oh, well, that's not what I what I was thinking. And we could have all shaken hands and just gone off into the sunset. Well, there still would have been some issues to clear up, but yeah, yeah. regardless, uh, that that's always one of those things that just kind of, ah, uh, just great to me. Just like any TV sitcom or whatever it was. The, yeah, but I mean, if you would just open your yes, mouth and, and say something. Yes, if Clint
0: Eastwood had opened his mouth at the end of Good and the, of the Ugly, they wouldn't have had to shoot each other. That's not what these movies are. And if you're saying, <laughs> if you're saying <laughs> you, you don't like these movies, I totally understand that. Like, If somebody wants to have a referendum on comic book movies, we absolutely can. But at the same time, I don't want somebody to come into a comic book movie and say, this isn't worth your time because if they just had talked about it, like My Dinner with Andre, they would have been able to solve <laughs> no, no, all no, the problems. No, no, not like that. Uh,
1: that. That's not quite my point because... No, I'm not saying
0: you, but I'm saying yeah. like the grander reaction to this. Um, sorry, I lost my
1: train of thought there.
0: Long movie, edited big smackdown at the end people don't talk to one another women are the key to solving the problem as they are of course
1: again I think it's it's more the context of the situation where they had that ability to just kind of clear something up and they didn't it, it's not that I want them to talk things out it, it, it just felt that what they had in front of them what they created they purposely had him pause and not say anything so they could have this final kind of fight. And it, it, it just didn't feel okay. It, it kind of took That's me fair
0: out. And, and you know what and that's fair, and here's the thing, is what you're saying is, and what I'm saying is this movie is messy, this movie's not for everybody, this movie's not, you know, something we point people towards. That's not in line with the reaction that shut down this week. And this was something that really, really put me off for much of the week. I, you know, I know you weren't really privy to it, and it's not usually a conversation on this show. But given that it's a more immediate episode that we're doing, mm-hmm. and, uh, I want to bring this up, is people were coming at this movie with knives out this week. Like, and I mean real, like garbage fire, shit show, really catastrophe, cool. you know, just real venom. And I don't know if it's directed at Warner, directed at Zack Snyder, directed at the genre in general. But it was off-putting to read. It was not at all interesting. It told me more about the axes that the writers wanted to grind, many of which are friends. And what it brought up in my mind the most is last week i finished finally reading a very large book of american film criticism that i've been needling at for years i had a glut of time and i'm like i'm finishing that this week and i finished like the last 300 pages of it it's like a 700 page book well done thank you a lot of the writing in this book whether positive or negative one did not even depend on me seeing the film Two spoke to much greater things than what was happening on the screen. It talked about trends, it talked about philosophy, it talked about social issues, it talked about the art, and probably
1: talked about personal engagement
0: and a bit, their own personal a little bit. history. Yeah. But more than anything else, it was clarity, it was a it was purposeful. It was not this movie sucks and here's why and or this genre sucks and here's why don't get me wrong, there was lots of stuff in this book that was negative plenty, there was a, a great the best chapter in this book and it's strange for me to say this but I swear to god is the chapter dedicated to Armand White because it's two pieces it's his piece about do the right thing, and his piece about Malcolm X, and he loves one And he hates the other. And say what you will about what that man has become. And I stand by the fact that he has become something. Mm -hmm. He is a goddamn good writer when he wants to be. And these two pieces show exactly why. So if somebody wants to shred one of these movies. If somebody wants to shred Fast and Furious. If somebody wants to shred... Martin Scorsese movie Paul Thomas Anderson movie Wes Anderson movie anything like nothing is sacred you want to shred something I believe that there's an honesty that has to come with it that's not driven by agenda and that's what most of the reaction to Superman vs. Batman to me has been most of this week
1: Interesting. I, I'm kind of curious to go to read, read some of those things, although I'll probably just
0: glance well, no, through them. No, no, don't. Be, be, that's I be, be, well, was going to say. I'm there was not glance. one single headline, lead line, none of it that made me think, glance really, at them, because, tell me more. Because
1: I agree with you completely. And, and that goes back to my previous point of why I want somebody to bring their personal history to something. Because they can, they can, they can tease some of that out. They can bring the context. They can bring the purpose yeah. to what they're saying as opposed to it sucks. You know, give me context, give me reasons why. You don't like something, perfectly fine. We can totally disagree with something, as you and I have done on many occasions. Yeah, yeah. And I think we usually give reasons why. Oh yeah. And we're still gonna disagree. Yeah. But we're gonna walk away go like, huh. Okay, at least that's a different view on it. Right. Um, I have my own thoughts about the superhero movies, as I mentioned. I don't have an agenda to fill those. So I'm, I'm always kind of curious as to when people have an agenda. To really get across I mean is there a need to tear them down so I was kind of thinking like as we mentioned the cast in this movie and part of it was going like great now you're locking all these people up for a whole DC run would you let them go and you know make movies that I want to see that's a little selfish I could use that as an agenda. Well, to okay. But I'll, that would be
0: fairly stupid. I, no, but no, well, no, no, no. It's it's fair. It's absolutely fair. Well, like it, It'd be stupid to attack it just for that reason. But, okay, I see you and I raise you. The one, the, like, the criticism that I can understand that's valid, depending on how you articulate it, is for the money Warner sank into this movie, both in terms of production and, holy shit, marketing. How many um how many tangerines could they make (laughs) how many world of tomorrows could they make how many carols could they make how you know on and on and on down the line in in the day and age where even movies like bridge of spies are getting made for like 20 million dollars how many of those could you have cranked out for how much you just invested in one comic book property that has to make an ungodly return, which it won't, yep. to, to get into the black. I will go... T- I, I, I do agree with a critic saying this was a waste of money, but I don't feel like that's what critics are saying. Or if they are, they're certainly not saying it clear enough and articulating it in a way that is going to stand up in five years when the venom for this is quelled
1: interesting point that there's there's a few different thoughts on that i i'm not as concerned about the how many tangerines could we have made with this and, and uh, let me be specific i would prefer that 365 tangerines yeah. were made as opposed to one of these yes but you know that's that's my personal bias as long as those other movies are still being made and granted there's fewer of them and it's a tough industry. I, I get that but I, I can't then say Warner you should do this I mean they're a business as well you have to live in the reality but you, you just made a really interesting point about in five years so in five years in three years am I going to look back at this movie and really relish it and want to see it again my immediate thought is no I, I've had a, a number of positive things to say about it already and probably a few more things to come I I don't think I'll need to see this again anytime soon, and that's you know, not. A, I won't see it. Maybe if you know if my son wants to see it this weekend, maybe I go again. Maybe or when the next entry in the franchise comes up, maybe yeah, he will revisit maybe, maybe it. As I'd a rather French. wait until then, <laughs> um, because there are entertaining moments to it. But it's not, and and that's again my personal bias. This is not a genre that is going to pull me back over and over and over again. I don't think I've seen any of the super superhero movies more than once. Even Avengers. We own the Blu-ray. Yeah. My wife and son have seen it two or three times. I still haven't seen it a second time. That's that's fine. You, you know, know, that that's, that's just me. Yeah, yeah. But hey, well, I don't know if it's the kind of movie that's going to bring people
0: back. See, but here's the other again. crazy thing is the other thing that I, I think
2: oh, yeah, like, I really needs know.
0: to happen a little bit more <laughs> and is not <laughs> is... <laughs> and it goes it's it goes direct in contrast to what we're doing right now let it settle just a little bit because year after year month after month i'm finding more and more reconsiderations of a film that was a lot of people didn't like Mm -hmm. and one of the best ones one of the greatest ones you'll find is i'm and i'll put a link to it in the show notes there is a video essay done by Matt zoller Seitz about, about Superman Returns and about what it says and what it means and what it accomplishes. And again, as a fan of the character, let me tell you, that movie was shredded when it came out. That movie was clobbered. It came right on the heels of Batman Begins and it was like, here's what they're doing right, here's what they're doing wrong. Right. Okay? And he puts forth a very very well thought out video essay about the philosophy in that movie and the, the theology in that movie and the relationships and everything that's happening under the surface and you know what he's not alone day after day after day a lot of these reconsiderations happen and it's like you know what that's not what people were saying at the time and i don't know if they changed their mind because they just let it simmer just that little bit or just time passed and they came back to it i don't know
1: he, he's absolutely one of my favorite film critics actually I, I was and, a little and I was a little distressed when he moved to TV for and the of most course part because I just you Mr. know Critic, j- just
0: to twist <clears> the <throat> I he hates this movie uh,
1: you know what I want to hear why he hates sure, this movie then because again his film writing his video essays in particular actually he puts context around it. he gives reasons he, he puts it all together he, he creates a little story in his essays yeah um, oh I lost the thought again the other, um, it's
0: it's crazy because you know to 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 the defense of film critics, there there actually was blowback this week where fanboys were accusing them of being on the take by Marvel to to to, to skewer a, a Warner oh, man, Brothers it's going
1: both ways. Okay, well, but
0: I'm like, <clears throat> you know what? Okay, if you're getting fanboy blowback, it, you just got you just got to grin and bear it. You know, as long as it's not getting personal, or you know, if you're it, a female any, critic, as long as it's this not getting any so,
1: property, just it's going to have that. Just let just let just. So I re- just remembered what yeah, I was yeah, going to say is the. It's something we've talked about before too, is the need for the immediate, immediate reaction to a movie. Because if you're a day late, if you're talking about a just released movie like this on Saturday morning, you have probably missed most. Of As the this, yeah, this po-
0: yeah, this podcast is going to go up on Monday morning, and by this point, people are going to oh, like, we're done. Hell, I moved on. on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, we'll be we'll be part of the the backlash of the backlash. Let's just
1: go have another beer somewhere else. We'll, we'll yeah, we'll wrap this up.
0: I guess you know. So so that that's been a long time,
1: sort of. I guess annoyance for me to a certain extent is that I do like to kind of sit and. and and let something kind of marinate in the brain and and yeah. think about it because I do come to different realizations a um, good example for me was Miami Vice oh yeah uh, and our, our our good friend Kurt told me to watch it again something that you always do and it pisses me off to be honest because I'm always right <laughs> no, no, I'm rarely, often right rarely um, <laughs> And in this case, Kurt actually gave some context why I should watch it again because I didn't like it the first time I saw it. Mm-hmm. And he put the context around it and I watched it again. I don't love the film, but I really I like appreciated it yeah. a, a hell of a lot more from a stylistic standpoint and I could get around some things. And I was like, oh, okay. And I thought about it more. And I love doing that and I wish more people did. And I so wish we could have those longer
0: extended I, I do too. I, I wish, you know, <clears throat> like our, our friend Callum Marsh was saying that we're, the criticism around books is a long tail. I'm like, man, I wish that was true of film as well. Yes. Uh, Deb it whenever you're ready. Sure. Um, I wish that that was film as well. So,
1: we're not going to rate this film. But actually, before we get there, uh, earlier on I said there was two things. Oh, I never got go to my second okay. one. Um, the special effects. Okay. So you had said something about now we can bring these things to film. There's and weight. we, can. There, we there, There's back.
0: weight to what's
1: happening. Certainly way beyond that <laughs> first Superman film yeah. from... 78. 78, thank you. But, and this was an issue with me that those first 15 minutes of Watchmen. Yes, the special effects are far and beyond better than back then, and, and it's amazing what they can do, but they they push it so much that I can always see the effects. And and obviously, when things are up, you know it's an effect but I can see it. And that always just takes me out of the movie a little bit.
0: However, to that, I would say we always could we just romanticize it now oh
1: no 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 D- don't get me wrong but, I know that uh, it's just you know it's, again, with, it's with not real
0: it's not I, I, I real I
1: bomb. totally understand thank you, you know, it's, it's because always, I was I was confused no, about but that it's
0: always been a puppet it's always been a green screen it's always been wires we just got older and have some no no of- I, I
1: get that I, I'm not asking for them to go back to the old days I don't think they always have to push it to the far ends of what they can do, they don't always have to like. Oh, oh, we could almost do this because it always exposes itself in the film. Yeah, and that then takes you. I do
0: believe bed. in less is more. Like that, thats the thing. I do. Same as I say, like this film could have used an edit. I do believe that a little bit less rendering might have actually helped it a little bit. Okay, um, thank you. I thank very
1: much. you to yes, of course and I, I agree with you totally um, so, and in a superhero movie saying less is more is like okay more is gonna be more in these movies but no but I mean less it,
0: flames less smoke less it back being, a little, little bit. bit so we're not gonna rate this movie um because I as I said I'm just not gonna um but and we and because will, ratings are stupid well no I, I believe that they're I, I do believe that they're important and I believe that whatever it is it is and then that's that's it you gotta you got go with your immediate reaction and off you go <clears throat> um What we will say is just quite simply this. Do you think people should see this movie? Again you gotta put the context
1: around, because you mentioned it before. Am I gonna go and recommend this movie to people? Your wife, your son, our friends. My son, yes, because I know the kind of movies he likes. And and we've talked about this and I think this is more than he expects. Okay, you're right. My wife? Likely yes, because she loves the DC TV universe. Our friends. Depends which ones In general In general I'm going to say When you're going to be Sitting in the bar In yeah, a few I, days I, or Are you going to go To the movie? I'm going to say, gonna say well, I think that this was What I will say Is that I enjoyed this movie A lot more than I expected And I had absolutely No interest in seeing it Okay If you have a lot of Interest in seeing it That will then depend On on, on what, what you You bring you to expect, I What would, you bring to it And what you expect yeah, Out of it
0: I would say This movie is Not necessarily For everybody uh, I know, for instance, I'm not going to suggest my wife see it until she can watch it at home. Um, I, That said, I enjoyed myself. I think that all of the this the vitriol that came down on it this week actually only helped it. Because I went into this thing prepared for a shit show. And dear God, people, it is not. Okay, if people think this is a shit show, they need to go back and rewatch Green Lantern. Okay, because that, my friends, is a shit show. Watch some of these Watch some of the early ones Watch Catwoman Watch Electra No, 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 no No, 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 don't do don't you think this is the worst one (laughs) ever no i will don't watch i will
1: remind you about the worst ones ever but if you watch catwoman you have to see that basketball scene i know for the love of god exactly if you haven't seen it don't see it don't you've
0: forgotten you need to remember i don't think um but anyway this was this was a good idea i do appreciate talking about this you never really need to twist my arm that hard to talk about superman um, and a different kind mm-hmm. of show so I do appreciate that so thank you and le-
1: no let me thank you again actually for convincing me to go see this because I enjoyed it far more than I thought it would for free I'm not paying for Civil War you're seeing that on your own <laughs> no, um, my, my wife will be dragging me to that and that that's
0: that's it for Matt Nate cast episode 155 come on back in two weeks i have no idea what we'll be talking about because all of a sudden there's a whole bunch of great shit coming out um but it'll it'll drop in two weeks i believe that's around the 8th or so of april thereabouts um bob can be found uh somewhat at eternal sunshine of the logical mind he can also be found on twitter where can people find
1: you on twitter at the logical mind uh my blog's a little shuttered right now i, I should get back to it, we'll, uh, we'll it. Get and, and row three as well
0: oh yeah of I'm course um i'm at the matinee.ca uh you can find me also on facebook.com slash dark matinee twitter where i'm matinee underscore ca um you can follow the podcast on um Pocket Cast, Stitcher Radio, Blueberry, uh, all of which you can find in the sidebar of the blog. Uh, Of course, there's also the Apple Store. Uh, Everything gives you ways to subscribe for free. And give you ways to (laughs) subscribe to the feed and get alerts when new episodes drop. Feedback on any of this can be left at the site, matinee.ca, facebook.com, run at matinee.ca, or just, you know, yell at me at the street and do like Bob and tell me why I'm wrong. Any final thoughts, sir? Because they're sure. flashing the lights. I think they really want us to leave. No. Yes.
1: Uh, I think we kinda cover most of it. Uh, Amy Adams is really pretty.
0: She's also really talented, and I, I do like that she's I, Lois Lane. I like that she's yes, I like that we she, have she is, a very I,
1: that's capable. My final thought.
0: I like that we have a very journalistically capable Lois Lane. For, for finally, you know?
1: I, actually, absolutely. She never once came across as being the, oh, I need your help. Yeah. She's not a damn... Even if Superman came and helped her, she wasn't the damsel in distress. I want her movie. I want oh, the movie.
0: Oh, bring it on. Here we go. For Bob, and Ryan. We'll see you at the matinee.